Hey, stupid nerds, to download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Hey, we're, I'm not. I'm no Johnny AV Club. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. <clears throat> that is okay. We're rolling though, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, man. Happy post Thanksgiving, buddy. Yeah, man. I uh, I feel how a sumo wrestler looks. I just feel so fucking fat. You went- <laughs> I ate so much, dude. <laughs> you went. You went for it. Oh. Man, it was, it was violent. It was right, swift right. like, and intense paint, and violent. Paint the picture for me. <clears throat> what did we make? Give me, give me the landscape. Bring me there. All right. Started, first of all, I thought it was just going to be Katie and I. So I was going to go small this year. Uh, Do you have a because picture I'd of already it? Because we, now that we got video, we can just post the picture. I do have a video, a okay. picture of it somewhere. So, so we yeah, know we'll that, can that. Sh- that might show up in here for anybody that's yeah. indulging us in our video <laughs> escapades. You'll get a visual representation. <clears throat> so I was going to go small, but it's, it still was pretty substantial. I, uh, we went with the, um, first of all, thought it was just going to be the two of us. Mm. So it was going to go small. Last second, uh, father-in-law and her two nephews came, which is fine. I just, I made them sure, uh, I made... My request was, hey, let's all go get tested before you come over to my house. So they did that, and it was fine. And it was a lovely afternoon. It was just the five of us, Katie and I, two nephews, and uh, her dad. It had a blast. So I just did a big turkey breast. Now, okay. I'm not, I know I've gone on record <clears throat> talking about my aversion to white meat, but yeah. that, that mainly falls under chicken. I love a good turkey breast. Uh, I brine the hell out of a big, about a seven-pound turkey breast. Brined it for about 24 hours. Um, so, yeah, and then just carved it. It was on the bone. It had the rib. So I just carved off the two breasts and sliced those up that's and a, served that's those. That's a pound of turkey for each person. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. At the end of it. Um, so we did that. Did uh, my hash brown casserole, which is insane. I mean, dude, it's just hash browns. Or is what you've called uh, funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes. Just, yes, starch dude. for the dead. <laughs> So good. I made my uh, my classic collard greens mm-hmm. with uh, simmered those in some ham hocks for a long time. Oh boy, that was good. Uh, did a uh, mashed sweet potato. Basically turned it into a sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. Uh, add a little real maple syrup, some real maple syrup, some butter, some brown sugar, some cinnamon. Oh yeah. Dude, topped it off with the marshmallows. Ooh, oh, just you lose both your legs to diabetes after that. Yeah. <laughs> cut cut and them both then, off. Uh, this is kind of sacrilegious to me, but you know I do what what uh, my my dear lady wants. Uh, my dear lady wanted stovetop stuffing, so I made yes. stovetop, and it was I gotta say it was pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Man. Little trick with the stovetop. <laughs> little little trick with that if you want to fancy it up a little bit. It's the easiest thing in the world to make. You just boil like a couple of cups of water and then throw all the shit in there. Instead of water, boil up some chicken stock. Oh boy. So. See, we <clears throat> we did the opposite. I was doing some shopping. We weren't going to do a full spread, just make a few things. 
But I'm like, oh, I went to the, my favorite, the New Seasons, but it's like, it's like the fancier grocery store. Couldn't find the cheap stuffing. Ah. Decided to get some like, ooh, sourdough stuffing. And it was still just. Uh-huh. <laughs> stuffing is like the biggest scam there is. Like, it's just old bread. It's. Like yeah. the, it's it's bird food. It's stuffing is ironically <laughs> what you would feed to the bird before you killed it to eat it and then return the stuffing to the inside of the bird. Yeah. But yeah, we made it and it was like, oh I'm like sourdough stuff was like big but it was just still all crusty afterwards. And so Rachel like remade it with a bunch of mm-hmm. not chicken broth but vegetable broth. Cause mm-hmm. I want that mushy like mm-hmm. synthetic pillow innards. Like that's what I yeah. want. Cause I told you three weeks ago, we just had stuffing and mashed potatoes for a dinner for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And to do that for a bre- for a breakfast though, breakfast stuffing. Ooh, stuffing, everything the same stuffing gravy. But then I chopped up, I had my fake sausage, fake breakfast sausages, uh-huh. put that in there with a fried egg on top of it. Oh boy! So it, I That's love nice. cheap stuffing. So I'm glad you saw the light on on the stovetop stuffing. Not to undermine yeah. your gourmand's instinct, but <laughs> yeah, man. Usually, I make my own uh, cornbread and uh, sausage, Cajun sausage and cornbread stuff uh, dressing, not stuffing. Mm-hmm. But uh, she really wanted the uh, stovetop, so I I caved, and uh, it was pretty dope. I gotta admit, it was pretty good. So the initial meal uh, was great, but I have more fun with the leftovers. And, dude, I made the open-faced turkey sandwich leftover. Mm. I uh, get this. We had the uh, Hawaiian rolls, okay? So I took two Hawaiian rolls and kept them together and then cut those in half and butterflied it. Face down on the griddle with a little butter just to get it a little toasty. Little toasted, mm, about the size. Once you cut them in half and splay them open, about the size of a piece of loaf sandwich bread. Yeah, griddled that up with a little butter, toasted up real nice. Boom on the plate, gravy on top of that, a little dressing or stovetop on top of that, a little more gravy, turkey, more gravy. Boom. Oh, eat with a fork like a bricklayer, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> that open faced turkey sandwich. <laughs> Dude, man, oh. I think I think the place Doghouse, the dog, the hot dog place Doghouse, like the, all their things they serve in King's Hawaiian rolls, and I think they take the they cut it the same way. I think, but either way, they do all their sausages and hot dogs and little ham- hamburger sliders all on King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh, it's a good time. I well, I had time. I did have real sausage. Because we had leftover pizza fixings. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we had leftover pizza fixings with some leftover sausage. And I was like, I'm going for it. Yeah. And if I dip out a camera, they can't hear it. I forgot about like the visual component of like falling apart now. Oh my God. But yes, yeah, so I, I had a sausage pizza that I made Chicago How, style. How'd that treat you? Great. At the first sausage you've had in a while? Yeah, really. Because yeah. we're making, because we, well, it's been, we're two weeks off. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't talk about Chicago pizza night that we were making. No, no. What's up with that? Oh, man. Not, I mean, nothing exceptional 
which is nice. That's why it's like, <clears throat> okay, store-bought dough, no crime there. Just made some sauce. But Chicago pizza, people don't want to realize, like, it's square-cut, thin-crust, crispy. Yes, we just, I love and, not and, to and be confused with the deep dish, but not the regular Chicago. And all the cheese you can, you think you can handle. All the cheese yeah. you think you can handle as a person, put it on there. And it was great. So we made some at her brother's house a few nights before. They were great. Got the pans, with the, uh-huh. the aerated pans. Didn't have a pizza stone. Got the pans with the holes in the bottom so it could get yeah. kind of crispy. But, oh. Ooh. So we had some leftover at sausage. It's like, meh. All right, we'll do it. It's great. It's great. I'm not going back to it. I said that was last, you know, once in a while, once every six months, I'll indulge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I bought mm-hmm. all the bullshit, man. I got, I still got so much waiting for. I got fake crab and cocktail sauce. Love fake Ooh. crab, imitation crab. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. You rich little, yeah. all the seafood you can, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Dana Carvey doing George W. Bush for any kind oh. of seafood. I want imitation. Mm-hmm. I want man, I want I want America's got talent level impersonators doing my seafood. So I got that waiting for me. I made I made a I made scallop potatoes. I don't make anything. I said they're mandolin some uh some russet really? potatoes. Melted you have a mandolin? A, yeah, well, it's like the one slot in the grater, so I was kind of mm. just jamming the potatoes into that. And then um, made that creamy cheese. I did it wrong, forgot steps, looked ugly as sin, still delicious. It's, it's, how can you screw scallop up scalloped potatoes. potatoes? It's a good time right there. Yeah, you can't screw up mm. scalloped potatoes. I lost my, my, my light. I'm going to worry about lighting now, Dave. Got to be concerned about right. these issues. Now that we're video stars. <laughs> But uh, it was oh, good, man. man. It was mellow. We we ate and then uh, just the two of you. Yeah, we just kicked it. Yeah, Didn't wanna just just hung out. We just I still got another. I still got to make a broccoli cheese casserole. Oh, I'll tell you this, man. Okay, you know how I am about food waste. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate wasting food. I had mm-hmm. to throw out As almost a whole, whole almost a whole Chinese dinner today. Now I'm going to ask you, hmm. Sichuan peppers. What do you know about them? That the little red ones? I thought so. No, they look like peppercorns. Apparently. Oh, I'm uh, whatever the red ones that come, you know, in most Chinese food. I like those. Yeah, those are the da- that's the danger zone pepper. Uh huh. That's the they're, yeah. That's they're, the they're never too hot I, though. though. I like them. Well, that thought they, those ones get you, but I got some kung pao tofu from some place because we're like, all right, we've been going through okay. leftovers for four days. Let's change mm-hmm. it up. Kung Pao, classic flavor. Mm-hmm. Kung yeah. Pao, you can Kung Pao an old iPhone, I'll eat it. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I get Kung Pao tofu from this place. I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. And first off, that pepper, it's not like a spicy thing, but it makes your lips mm. and your tongue tingle and vibrate. Not hot, but a weird... It's a chemical reaction, you know? But okay. it tasted like somebody sprayed Windex on it. <laughs> you ever have that? Uh, no, I can't say I have. The Windex. It tasted like a cleaning peppers. Rachel looked it up, said it like, oh, it's got like a citrusy flavor. Like sit, I think the, tell me your opinion on citrus and food. As like a zest, as an addition. Mm-hmm. 
Not Normally, like orange I love chicken, it. Spe- but like, I was about to say, I love orange chicken, but I don't need you to put the orange peel slivers in there. Some of them, have you ever had that where there's like the little little ribbons of orange peel just scattered around? I don't need that shit. Anytime there's a zest, I I don't want. I want to live zest free, man. I I hate zest. I hate it. <laughs> Because it, it, ta- it's, it, it always seems like I associate citrus acidity with cleaning solutions. Mm-hmm. When it's on savory okay. food, it always seems like it's like, oh, we're going to squeeze a lime. Like maybe lime once in a while with Mexican food. Yeah. But yeah. barely any. Okay. But all these resisting. And the essence of the lemon or whatever. And it's like, no, man, it's, it's, it's like you were cleaning the counter next to what you were, the food you're making and the mix, the thing. This whole thing tasted chemically like oh. somebody like sprayed a little bit of Windex in it. I chucked it, man. I tried, I, it was last night. I tried it again today as leftovers. I'm like, and it was peanuts in it. Rachel couldn't eat because it had peanuts in it. So unfortunately, mm. against my every wish I have in the world, I threw out a whole thing of, Chinese food. When you get tofu in Chinese food, is it usually um, like normal tofu where it's real mushy and limp, or do they kind of fry it up a little, make it crispy? Oh, no, this was all fried up and everything. It, mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. like orange chicken. You ever bite a piece of orange chicken in half? There's no way you could believe that that's chicken anyway. Yeah, sometimes it's real shitty. It's like they're. But it's not even shit. You're still up. like, I still like the taste of it, but you're like, that's not, don't tell me it's chicken. Yeah. Well, yeah, and sometimes it's all breading. You get these little nuggets and you bite into it and there's no meat. It's just all the breading. It's all it's, the glaze and the breading. Yeah, it's like the people that are too into plastic surgery. Like if you showed the original version of the person 50 years ago and who they are <laughs> now, it's like, this is a picture of a chicken and then here's what orange chicken is. Like, oh, that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't resemble its original form in any way, shape, or... Yeah. It's like you took the idea of a chicken and deep fried it. hmm But so, the, yeah. the tofu, yeah, it's like all fried and good and collecting all the sauce. That was my go-to when I was vegetarian years ago. Uh, if we ate out, uh, really, where I lived in Canton, Georgia, there was only two options to eat out. We could go to a Mexican place, get a bean burrito and rice... And that was fun, you know, but that, mm-hmm. that had its limitations. But then we go to the local Chinese place and get the uh, bean curd, so the spicy bean curd something, and boy, the little strips of tofu, they'd crisp them up, and boy, it was, it was solid. Yeah, I'm getting, like, I'm wondering if I'm, gonna, if I'm eating too much soy. I know that's mm-hmm. like a conspiracy theory that too much soy, like, lo- what what that what it, it increases your estrogen or lowers your testosterone. So either I'm getting bigger tits or a smaller dick. I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing to myself. <laughs> Man, something's going on. <laughs> I sure love them impossible uh, whoppers. Impossible oh God, to find my funny. nuts anymore. That's what's impossible. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to do something with these. Oh, yeah, I'm going to turn them upside down. Well, that's right. You got your cute earbuds. little ears. Won't hold them in there? Yeah, you make me laugh too much. I start laughing, <laughs> and the holes well, expand, and they push the, uh, they push the uh, earbud out. Why you got them okay. pointing upwards? I I just twisted them. Got, Someone told me to like do that. Little antennas. <laughs> yeah, you, you look like, like that? fucking Shrek. Someone said they won't fall out if I do that. <laughs> Video is oh, yeah, the best thing we've ever done. 
I can't hear you as well, though. Look at you. Look at your little tune-in Tokyo ears. <laughs> I'm serious. Every time like my, I smile, it, it makes them fall out. So I'll just, I'll just I'll heard, frown the whole time. Dave heard there's a new recipe broadcast coming out of the Ural Mountains in Russia, so he's really turning up his, uh, his connectors, <laughs> trying to figure out what to do oh, with goat man. meat. You got like you got it. Oh Uh-oh. man, we See? lost him. <laughs> yeah, just lost it. God damn it! <laughs> of right, course we did. Hold on, and we'll so be right push, back. Here we you go. You touch him the wrong the wrong way, and there boom. he is. <laughs> there we go. Let's try this again. Yep. Come on now. All right. We got Sorry him. Sorry about that, Oops, buddy. You there? Camera off. We are doing. We're doing oh, great. No. There he is. Sorry okay. about that, dude. That's all right. Did you have to give up on the ear pods? <laughs> no, no, I got them back in here. I'll, I'll oh, try mine to stop working. Okay. Try to contain myself. That's all right. Well, we got it. I'm already sweating. Oh man, <laughs> man, you got that's. Oh, hold on, I might. I got to work on my audio end here. Come on, you fucking. All right, we there? I'm here. Well, now I don't know why my shit ain't working. I can hear you. I can, well, I can hear you too, but I can hear you through the computer, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's bleed into the mic. Oh. I don't know why it, it just dumped mine out. Let me let me work on this. Maybe we edit. Maybe we don't. Keep making fun jokes, Dave. Mm-hmm. The audio's still going out tomorrow, whether we like it or not. <laughs> let me get the mic over to my face. The audio's still going to go. Why is my door open? Oh, man. I told you I thought this place was haunted. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? All right. Here, talk a little bit. See if the mic picks it up. I like your uh, I like your poster in the background there. That's pretty rad. That's the one you had at your old place. I did. Okay, thank you. I, uh, yeah, it is. I still haven't seen the movie. Actually, we were, I was doing the Hey Girl with Bronger, and Dana Gould was like, "Oh my god, is that the Sun Pictures?" And I'm like, if, "You know, when somebody calls you out on a thing, mm-hmm. that happened at the gun range yesterday." He was like, "What is that? The 19 by uh, X Glock?" I'm like, "It's uh, it's the one they had at the store when I wanted to buy a." Nine millimeter. So it's the I one that goes bang. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort my end out here. Bluetooth. It is. Sorry about that. No, you're all right, man. I don't know why mine won't just conveniently reconvene here. Beat him, dumb old bitch. It's saying it's going through him, but. Try the, the old take them out, put them back in kind of trick. I think that did it. Are you there? Oh, Let's... man, you froze up. There, there we go. Are. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. Boy, okay. all right. Well, well, anyway, so that door is open. I thought I closed it. This, the room that I'm in, I think, let me mm-hmm. make sure. Not, I just I don't want to I would feel bad but this is the room that uh her mom passed away in. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, she t- was I busted her on it cuz it's the smallest room in the house, which is my office. And she's like, "Are you sure you're not mad?" I'm like, "No, why? I can understand why you don't want the smallest room in the house, which is also where your mom died." And she's like, "Yeah, right." And I'm like, we we had a laugh. I'm saying we had a laugh about it. 
So let's. Has there been any uh, reluctance on her part to to move into that house? She, how's she doing living there? It was more about like, yeah, she, uh, would uh, would it be emotional? She's like, no, she's you know sees it as the function that it is, and it, she never lived here for a real long time. Uh huh. But she'll be home soon. I just don't want to. I feel like I'm talking about her life while I'm yeah. on this. You know, I just not that she would be mad. This is not private information, but. I don't know if it's a mix of being more stoned than normal in the evenings um, just to be able to go to bed Uh as an extent of, as an extension of uh, the seasonal affective disorder. Boy, am I filled with things I want to talk about today, Dave. Lay it on me, buddy. All right. Maybe you can bounce some stuff back. Maybe I'll just be a big old, being a big old baby and you can put me in my place. Lay it on me, bud. But, uh. You know, you live in an apartment, and like any noise you can attribute to neighbors, it's a big building, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on, a lot of the people turning off appliances, this and that. So you can never really get spooked out by a noise when you're in an apartment, unless you know it's like a door handle, and then you have to be sure it's your door handle. Yeah. So, but here, it's just house, I know it's 99.9% sure it's just house settling noises. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like a heating duct, but it's like you'll hear three taps on this side of the house, and then you'll hear three taps on the other side of the house. I'm sure it's just it's cold, and things are contracting. But we, you know, what we believe in, and li- we like to get scared by things. Mm-hmm. So there's moments at night where I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. It's it's early. I've been going to bed earlier. I haven't been drinking, even though I got multiple drinks here now. I'm not getting fucked up just for the sake of getting fucked up because I don't want to fall into. Seasonal depression. More on that later. Mm-hmm. But then I'll just be laying in bed and hear like three loud taps and then three loud taps over there. And it's like, well. Like call and response that. type of stuff? If I want to, if I want it, it's one of those things where like if, if get scared me, would love it for it to be that. Mm-hmm. And realistic me is like, now it's the house settling. It's cold outside. Things contract. You have... <clears throat> It's an entire structure, and there's no city noise anymore. So all you're going to hear are the little noises that a house makes. It's one of those things like the silence is, it's calming to a point, but then it's almost maddening. Because mm-hmm. then you only hear the littlest sounds make the largest impact on your psychological observations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, oh, I complain about being in L.A., but like, oh, yeah, it's a neighbor getting home. It's a helicopter. So I'm like, I'll fall asleep because all these noises is the symphony of living in the city. And now it's just like, yeah. what was that? Well, what's that huh. one? Is that a rat? And then something will run across the roof, and then there's raccoons, and we got the door open for the garage so the cat can go in and out. I'm like, did raccoons get in the roof? Then I had a dream that there was a wolverine in the fireplace <laughs> last night. It's a whole thing, man. I'm getting weird. Oh, wow. Jeez. So I don't think, and then I had this revelation that I'm like, if it is a ghost, well, okay, cool. Doesn't feel mean. Mm-hmm. So like, let's get, let's ghost it up. Like the idea of the sound not being, like, it's not somebody breaking in. Mm-hmm. So what am I scared of? If it's a door opening, okay, shit, game on. Yeah. As you as you said beforehand, you uh little street justice Dave 
was back in action the other night. Yeah, I had to. Uh, <clears throat> I had to uh, shoo off a pest. That's a very God. benevolent way of describing it. Four o'clock in the morning, uh, man. Talk about home protection. Uh, little Charlie, <laughs> little, little Charlie boy here. Uh, he's speaking of like sounds. He's gotten really good at discerning what's just generic street noise and what's a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, four o'clock in the morning, he just starts barking, losing his shit. And then right here, uh, I think I've described, but we've got like a quadplex and then literally 10 feet on each side is another quadplex. And there's a, uh, driveway in between these two. And, uh, there's a motion sensor light on the little driveway mm-hmm. at night. So when anybody walks back there, light pops up. So four o'clock in the morning, Charlie starts losing his shit, and then that light pops on, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I look out okay. the window, and sure enough, just some dude just rummaging around. Not sometimes uh, homeless folks or whomever will get back there and, and rummage through the trash. Yeah. That's a whole another can of worms. But it wasn't wasn't rooting through the trash, just lurking, just lurking back here. And uh, so I go out the front door and walk up the driveway to kind well, of box well, him lock in. Lock him in, yeah. I, I boxed him in, and he's just in the corner, and there's a couple of garages back here that some of the other tenants rent out, and I couldn't tell if he was trying to break into one of the garages, or he was doing something off in the corner, and I'm in there, I'm, I'm out there with just my sleeveless tee and my flip-flops, and uh, mm-hmm. so I I just stand back, yeah, I just stand stel- back and stel- observe, <laughs> stel- he had no idea I was there. So I just watch him for about 30 seconds. And again, I couldn't tell if he was trying to break into a garage, but he's doing something. And uh, I sized him up a little bit, a little skinny, little skinny fella, about six foot, 150, like real wiry dude. And uh, so he's got his back turned to me doing something. And I'm just sitting observing for about 30 seconds. And finally, I just go, hey, <laughs> real loud. <laughs> and he like, he jumped and turned and he looked at me. pot out of your ear. Yeah. And, uh, man, he turned and looked, and I scared the shit out of him. And I was like, what the fuck you doing? And he's, he was, yeah. I think he was just on drugs. I think he was out of his mind. Yeah. And he's mumbling some shit, you know, uh, something about does Sarah live around here? Like, there's no Sarah here, and it's 4.30 in the morning. You need to get the fuck out of here. And he just mumbled some shit and just walked off. But uh, yeah, I'm glad it didn't, I'm glad, you know, I didn't have to get physical or anything. And I'm glad... You know, and in, in hindsight, he could have. There's no. He could have been anybody. I, you know, I'm back there unarmed. I, I almost brought my my baseball bat, but I was like, nah, I can I can handle this without. You any want weaponry. a little fist fist of cuffs? I love the idea but, of it be, it being silent, like in a horror movie, like you're in like the underground haunted tunnels of a city, and then the footsteps you hear are flip flops. <laughs> like so you're scared but also like oh man this is the chillest ghost yeah and uh <laughs> but i was just pissed because it was just like i was like what the fuck are you doing it's 4 30 in the morning and of course he didn't have an answer but it's like what do you think's gonna happen asshole like there's between the two buildings there's eight different apartments eight different tenants at least there's cameras there's lights he just back there fucking off. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. Well, and he yeah. mumbled some. Drugs, drugs, dr- drugs don't make you uh, come up with the wisest choices. Yeah, yeah. And there's stuff back there that, you know, could be stolen. Like, all my stuff, anything that I have back out there is, is locked up. Like, I got my, yeah. uh, my Traeger and my bike. They're all kind of chained up to, to the uh, 
to the staircase above me. But uh, there's other stuff back there, you know, that people leave, you know. And uh, But just, yeah, 4.30 in the morning, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, I, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but fortunately, like, he was either chill or stoned or something. Like, fortunately, he didn't give me any pushback. He was just, oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but I was just, I was like, fucking get out of here, dude. I I lock my bikes up in the garage, and I kind of, we got the one door open for the cat and everything. But I, I also, like... Listen, like if thieves are gonna steal something, like and put in the effort of like scoping out your spot, figuring out how to get on, like they're gonna get what they want. But at least yeah. I can provide some stumbling points if somebody thought it was just a a crime of convenience, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, hey, they'll up. go in there. We, oh, this door's open. Let's steal these bikes. Oh, they're locked up. So we'll see. Hopefully, everything's yeah. cool. Helen's being a real bitch lately, so. Better, What's her problem? I don't know. She's got a, well, we got uh, this other cat coming around that we're calling Big Sexy. <laughs> it's it's this. It's not the size of a house cat. It's between like a cat and the ne- the next evolutionary step up of really? jungle predator. Still got f- just big old fuzzy nuts. Hanging off the back end of this thing, <laughs> you know, like did somebody hang truck nuts off the tail of this cat? There, huge hairy balls. So this thing is just a stray cat looking to fuck. <laughs> and so we're worried about old Helen. She got old hips, you know. I don't think she can take a hammer in that big sexy wants to put down. Oh, but, leave Helen alone. But this thing's huge. I caught it in the garage. <laughs> Oh, like, what color is he? Just gray. It's got white oh. boots. It's even got like a weird, oh. like, like, like studio, like alpha male that loves to dance kind of vibe is what I'm getting okay. off. Is you know, like just usually like not like a John Travolta Saturday Night Fever, but just like if you just saw a big strong alpha male, mm-hmm. but then a song came on, he's like, I yeah. love this one, mm-hmm. and his dancing made you go like, oh, it's okay if we just like to dance, guys. Like that's. The vibes I get off Big Sexy. The big stud that uh, took drama instead of football. Just, he's got a sensitive <laughs> side. He's, you know, he took a Down Syndrome girl to prom. Like, that kind of guy. Like, just, he's, he's got, he, he's, he's focused on his strength, but, you know, you know, he's listening to, like, you know, you know, he's listening to some, like, Buddhist teachings while he's in the weight room kind of thing. Yeah. So. But oh, Big man. Sexy's out there prowling, so I don't know if Helen's worked up because the last little bits of her uh, female. Is adju- she fixed? Ad- yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got her fixed? Uh, not us. We took her to the vet that one day, and they're like, yeah, she, she's got. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, she's got the little snip out of the ear that says the pound caught her, and they, you know, they'll let the stray cats back out into the neighborhood, but they'll catch them and fix them so they can't reproduce. Yeah. But yeah. then it's still pest control, you know. But I don't think she was, I think she's nice enough that she was kind of around people before. But anyway, mm. she's been, just been sassing around here. Yeah. You know, hey, man, it's, like I was saying, it's a moody time of year. I got into funk. Yeah, I what's thought, going on with your, uh, what would you say, you got seasonal depression? What's going on? I wouldn't say it's depression. I'm just, you know, haven't been, I've been in California for 17 years mm-hmm. where... December just means like, oh, thank God, it's only 63 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Great. 
here it's like it's as gray all day. It's dark mm-hmm. by quarter to five. I'm trying to stay. I'm, I'm trying to stay rad. I'm trying, mm-hmm. Dave. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting rad to fight off the sad man. I'm out. Like okay, I guess I just ride bikes in the mud and rain, which is fun in its own right. Mm-hmm. Be a grown man, like I go play in the mud. I was doing that the other day, just slipping and sliding around in the goop. Oh, I saw I saw your rad uh, bike video. Yeah, you see that the six inches catching of air? Some, catching wicked air, man. I like that. I had to do a whole, I had to like jam my phone in a rotten tree stump and hike all back up the hill to get speed, thinking like, this one will look cool. And I looked at that uh-huh. and I was like, I only posted it because of the effort I put in to get the shot. Otherwise, I was like, yeah. this looks stupid as fuck. It looked pretty cool, man. But it's fun. Yeah, that's all that matters. You ever like you ever watch people trying to like lift weights online, and then you see the size mm-hmm. of the weights? You're like, there's no way it's that much. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea how much a weight is supposed to like from visual to the real gravitational pull on it. <clears throat> well, that's a thing that's actually been going around. Are these uh, these fake weights? These fake dumbbells? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, some people are getting made up. These, I don't know. Like me, I could take. I could shoulder press probably, I could do like a couple of 60 pounds, maybe 65 pounds uh, on each side. Boom, shoulder press. Uh, there's people getting like 100 Say, pounds, wait, 100, 60 120 pounds. 60 pounds on each side. Yeah, yeah. Take two, 65 here, 65 there, boom. That's just you 100, know, could, isn't that just 130 pounds? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's different than, uh, hold on just a second, someone's knocking at the door. We'll, okay, all right, let's we'll no, edit this out. No, maybe we won't, maybe it's... <clears throat> Maybe this is when they're coming in. Like this is when special forces finds out. Like, listen, Dave, we we heard you were. This is when he becomes the Punisher. We can't. You, we can't. We. Okay, it's not. Dave, get him to sign a release. We can't broadcast it unless he sign a release. I was really, ho- I was really hoping it was the government saying, like, listen, we need you as a. A vigilante. You no, I thought uh, this is when you become Jason Bourne. <laughs> the mailman, uh, we got a little mail slot, you know, just yeah. stick the mail through the door. But he stuck the wrong, he stuck someone else's package through the slot. And when I opened it, he's like, oh, I put the wrong package. And so I had to give it back to him, and then he gave me the right package. So. Man, at least you got a mailman that cares about that. Yeah. I was getting shit that was just like, wrong street, wrong name, who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah, we, I get that go- a lot. Yeah, we've gone through our, yeah, we all got to love the post office. Dude, on that tip, I know this sounds like first world No problems, offense to the guy yeah. who probably lives, the mailman who knows where I live and probably listens to this. You no wouldn't believe you. You do a great job, buddy. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many, uh, I would say, I, we order DoorDash. We get food delivered twice a week, maybe. And uh, I'm no no hyperbole. I would say forty to fifty percent of the time, uh, I, I'm on the phone with the driver. Yeah. And m- my address is so easy to find. I live on a the main road. I live ten feet off the road. My mm-hmm. address is huge letters right above my door. I mean, every other time. Hey, I'm outside with the thing. But where are you at? I'm like. I'm at the address that's on your work order. That's where I'm at. <laughs> and it's it's posted right above my door. Like, dude, 
This isn't complicated. Anyway, uh, I don't know why I've got... It's just so fucking frustrating. I'm on the phone with people like, yeah, I see your car. Just figure out where my address is, you idiot. I got... Well, this is back when I was in my old apartment. Rachel got me a, a light-up pizza sign that they hang in the window of pizza places, but I put it in my nice. front window. And so anytime nice. I got delivery food, it's like, look for the sign. Just get a little a little uh, beacon, nice. a little lighthouse beacon. Yeah. Like a spe- like a special colored light or some like blue light, mm-hmm. and then they know. Yeah, yeah. Or Price. it's also the one where the numbers, <laughs> the numbers that are on your work order, your receipt. That's the look for those numbers. I, you know what? If I was working for DoorDash, I wouldn't be throwing a hundred percent at that either. So why not? That's the thing. I can I can because bitch about gonna, this because I've make done three dollars. <laughs> No, no, they may, they do better than that. They get tips plus a. I would say the average DoorDash uh, run, like I, I, my minimum is five in terms of a tip. I, you know, if they're just sometimes I'll just order like one thing that's like eight bucks, and I'm like, well, someone's bringing it over five dollar minimum. But no, they're making five, eight, ten bucks a run. Like, and plus it's like not complicated. I don't know. I'm I know so diseased by stupid I'm, to complain I'm so about. diseased by capitalism that I like if I'm ordering and like, oh, minimum delivery is this much, I'll order more food to make sure I'm. I thought the delivery charge and like what I'm going to pay for tip is mm-hmm. worth it to me. Yeah. So I'll spend more money. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to get one ten dollar pizza and then pay six dollars in. Uh, on a delivery charge, mm-hmm. I'll get two pizzas. That way, it's there worth it. I'm like, ah, I just, but I know I'm going to eat them, so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. unless it's fucking kung pao tofu from Szechuan Palace. Mm. Fuckers. Anyway, we 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 were on a thing. We were on. We had a track. Oh yeah, seasonal depression. Oh yeah, I was just getting the bums. I was just getting the yeah. bums, man. It's, it, it's getting dark. It's rainy. I'm 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 trying to maintain some hobbies, and and I just, you know, every couple of days you get a little dragon ass. I mean, I think everybody is, mm-hmm. you know, overwhelming circumstances for everybody in the world. Holidays, yeah. winter, yeah. all that shit. What? Not nothing exceptional. No, it is crazy how dark it gets so early. How what? How early it gets dark? Um, I don't know. Growing up in Georgia, for the listeners, in January, tuning into the video, shake some ice around the <laughs> mic. Let them know it's drinks. Drinks are coming into this. Five thirty was the earliest it ever got dark in Georgia in the winter, and now here, like you said, like four forty-five, it's pitch black. That's just fucking weird. I feel like I live in Alaska. Yeah, dog. Hey, honestly, if Trump. Would have been like, I'm going to get rid of daylight savings. I still wouldn't have voted for him, but I would have thought about my decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. I would have considered. I would have had actually considered like, ah, hey. any candidate you throw, I'm going to get rid of daylight savings time. You're going to tip the scales. If they were on the fence, mm-hmm. you might tip the scales. Yeah. Nobody still wants it. Nobody's like, oh, great. Oh, thank God. Daylight savings time. I mean, who benefits from that now? Farmers? That's I guess all, that's, that's the all original. Com- that's all computers. <laughs> Farms. <laughs> Actually, my, my dad was saying some guy he used to work with, like, went and, like, retired and was, like, had a farm. <laughs> and, like, the tractor, it really is, like, 
you're still in it piloting it, but it's like a Tesla uh-huh. at this point. It's really? got the diameters of the field and like what pivot points it needs to make. And it's just an automated system. Like you're in there just feet on the wheel, drinking a beer while the thing just back and forth. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'm oversimplified, but it's not like it's yeah, they're automate. Not. It's an automated system now. These like of all the things that are automated. Yeah. That kind of shit where it's like, Oh, all I got to do is sit there all day. Yeah. They're not trudging behind a mule. I mean, I'm surprised they don't have like, <clears throat> I think they have them, but you don't see more lawnmowers that are just like a Roomba. Ah. Between a Roomba, between how you would calculate a Roomba and electric fence, where you mm-hmm. set up a perimeter and then just mm-hmm. set some weird robot loose on your lawn. Although lawns are, I think lawns are stupid. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you need grant? Like, I mean, I, I I understand the idea of land, but the idea that mm-hmm. a manicured lawn to water and look good. I don't. I like when people are like, no, these are. Natural plants that normally occur in this area. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll trim them, but instead of just watering a piece of grass, just so you can be like, look, my grass is green. You're talking about, like, in California or I desert realize I'm addressing a former landscape. Yeah, exactly. Artist. I was, hey, hold on. This is, that, was, <laughs> that was my livelihood. Uh, <laughs> but at any point, um, if, if you weren't getting paid for it, were you, would you ever feel like, why do you have this? Well... In in a lot of climates, the the grass is going to grow whether you want it to or not. So in that case, I get, hey, this shit's growing. Keep it manicured. I don't know if you were okay, talking there, about yes, like that, out, that, that, in that a, yeah, in a desert climate like out here in California or Arizona or wherever, where people you know spend a lot of money and water trying to grow grass where naturally it's not going to grow. Yeah, that's that. I get that, but if it's there anyway, might as well manicure it and keep it looking good. You that know? okay, that makes more sense in an area where your land is going to grow things. Yeah. You gotta yeah. manage you gotta manage that. But in mm-hmm. an area where it's a, just an affront to what should be happening naturally. Well, yeah. there's, a, there's a desert? I have a lawn. You're an idiot. Or like some people around here even have the fake grass, have the, the astroturf or whatever. That that is I don't understand that. Part of I mean, me kind of thinks wanna... it's fun because it's like a mini golf course. Mm. Now, that'd be nice if you had a mini golf course in your backyard. Dude. If you put, okay. I, would not, I would not trust the general public with a loose putter. Uh-huh. But if you had like a corded putter, like if you just had one, just one hole of a mini golf course mm-hmm. of like a putter, like that was chained up. I'm like, hey, go take a, take a shot. <laughs> that would be fun uh dude let's segue real quick uh what was the dessert situation over there for thanksgiving oh uh, rachel well we got a we got a can of pumpkin pie filling off the next door app because <laughs> she was looking on thanksgiving everywhere was sold out and we had everywhere else and somebody's like i got extra and so i went and that's i will say this i'll i'll, I'll but if you have any if you have like you're covered with like ingredients you're not using or something that's just mm-hmm. sitting there and you're like, oh, it's I'm not using it. Use next door, not to just like find out what weird crime is happening mm-hmm. or whose cat is missing, but as far as giving away stuff, it's great. Like just to just to know that like, hey, somebody else did want this uh 
shaker full of turmeric that I'm not using. Oh man! Like and and then somebody's like, "Yeah, I, I could use it." I lost. I'm That's get. funny. But so I, I'll say like, yeah, like there's ways to get your bullshit out in the world that you well you think it's bullshit, but then you're glad somebody else is using it. I, I lost the yeah. audio again, so I'm trying to. Oh, that's all right, buddy. These goddamn things. I never thought about that. I never thought about using next door for uh, discarded groceries. Did I tell you about my neighbor? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. But just anything that's in your house, like I'm not using this. I don't want to deal with trying to sell it. And if somebody else could use it, that's just better. You're not buying something new. Something didn't have to be made new. Yeah. I'm trying to think in like a anti-capitalist mindset these days. My neighbor, uh, real nice guy named Kyle. Uh, done, he's, a, he's got an aversion to front doors. He never knocks on my front door. He just yells at my window. All right. Like, well, uh, it's not really like cool. Career, weird Romeo and Juliet scenario here. <laughs> He'll just come to the window. Just, Dave! We're for like, Art up, Dave! Dave. <laughs> and I always <laughs> yell at him, like, go to the door! <laughs> and uh, he's done this about four times. His not he, not him, but his buddy works on a movie set, and his buddy will give him uh, craft services leftovers. Hell yeah, dude! And then Kyle will then give them to me. Third hand food. He gave me third hand uh, taquitos last week. And he'll just show up about every two weeks. He'll just yell in the alley, Dave! I'm like, go to the door, Kyle. T- and uh, Taquitos, you know, if it was, yeah, if it was like sashimi, I'd worry about it. But taquitos yeah. can travel. But it's still, it's third-hand food. This is food that was given to him that he has now given to me. It's not stuff he cooked and had leftovers and then brought to his neighbor. But, uh, but that like, just seems weird. A taquito's never going to be like, nobody's ever said like, ooh, fresh taquitos. True. Yeah. One time it was all uh, like uh, Persian food, bunch of hummus and pita and shawarma and stuff. Hell yeah. And I appreciate the gesture. It just feels weird eating third-hand food when I'm not destitute So you did eat it. I mean, of course I ate it. All right. So then what's the, why are we having this discussion? Well, I ate it just because I, I I think about you, and I'm like, you know, I don't like to waste food either. Kyle would be ashamed if I didn't eat this. Oh, yeah, it's but my it just, fault. I guilted it's you. It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure to eat third-hand food. I'm like, all right, man. I guilted you into some backhand, backhanded baba ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, came out with some alliteration in the clutch. Uh, That's pretty good. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I realize that I am uh, I was joking with Rachel about throwing out that. At, once I found out that the Sichuan peppers are also like citrusy, I'm like, well, I did throw that Chinese food out right on top of the trash. Like I'm Costanza for <laughs> till the end, till the end. Yep, it was above the rim. Adjacent <laughs> to refuse is refuse. Oh man, that was a good one. Where you see it clear. I've done. It. I remember my worst case. I, fa- I remember I ate a half a burrito I found on a t- on a on a bumper somewhere in Austin, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> I was wa- I was walking back. I don't even know. I was just walking, and I saw him like that's a burrito when it wasn't finished, and I finished it. Yeah, and I'm here. Nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. still here. I've eaten 
I've eaten found tacos. I've talked about that before. Yeah, it was on, it was on the bumper. It wasn't on the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> the, when I ate the found tacos, I was at the window of the food truck. It was the one in Atwater Village, right mm-hmm. there near uh, Bigfoot. And uh, I'm oh, yeah. go, about to make my order, and then I found a couple of tacos. So I I, I reduced my order. I was like, let me get four tacos. You know what? Let me get two tacos. <laughs> And I and I still ate. I, I I bought four. I bought two and I ate four. You had a bogo. So. You had the bogo yeah. special. <laughs> barf, oh yeah, barf Dude. one get one free. Yeah, when I used to work at Longhorn Steakhouse, I'd eat food off of customers' plates all the time. I was like, well, they looked clean. Man. This is a unmolested chicken finger. I'll take that. Uh, if it needs to be reiterated in this holiday season, I will reiterate it. There, not that anybody's going out to eat, but there's no excuse to never get it to go. If you live in a city where you know there's yeah. maybe people wandering around, there's no excuse not to get a to-go box. And yeah. I've learned don't leave it in front of their place where they might be like their tent or what have you because it attracts rats. Put it on top of a trash can. Okay. You're already going to go to the trash can, maybe looking for something. Put it in the container. Nicely, and leave it on top or leave it on a surface so they can find yeah. it that way. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Yeah, and oh, I don't want to hear anybody's joke about like, oh, I was going to give a homeless guy something. He's like, oh, I'm vegan. Like, yeah, you know why? Because they know what can spoil, and that's why they're trying to like, oh, this is stuff that might not go bad and poison me. Mm-hmm. And that's why, so... Anyway, man, we, we, there's supernatural stuff that happened this week. There's a monolith. There's space. Dude. There's space. Space Banksy is putting art around. I think that's got to be what's going on. It's got to be. A, if if not Banksy, it's got to be uh, somebody like that, right? It's got to be some sort of uh, art piece talking about the Utah monolith. Showed up in Utah. Where did it show up? Which park did it show up in? Showed up uh, just south of Moab, Okay, if I understand correctly. Showed up uh, last week. Uh, all the reports I keep reading say 10 to 12 feet. Like, somebody can't whip out a fucking tape measure and measure this thing. Yeah. Uh, but it showed up last week. Um, they don't know how far deep in the sand it goes. Yeah, that's true. Uh for people who don't know what we're talking about, the Utah monolith, uh, about a oh. 10 to 12 feet, uh, I guess it's like kind of a sheet metal thing, a, a prism, kind of a, kind of a triangle, a prism type thing, uh, just showed up last week. Uh, although uh, some people have researched the, uh, the Google Maps and the coordinates and stuff, uh, the satellite imagery, and uh, I guess the consensus is it's possibly been there since... 2015 or 2016 but maybe they just now noticed it last week but uh yeah anyway some uh some people working for the utah parks department or whatever were doing uh some helicopter surveillance on some uh some sheep some mountain sheep bighorn sheep and uh, bighorn sheep and they noticed uh last week that this uh structure or whatever you want to call it uh, by the way i don't like the monolith thing monolith is just a big natural stone or mountain type thing this is more of a monument but uh people keep calling it a monolith it's oh the guess is from the uh according to cnn article the uh, the guess is from brett hutchings who was the helicopter pilot that's what i was guessing between 10 12 feet high mm-hmm. but hundreds of visitors have uh 
uh, the last week have, have visited the thing, visited. They brought it a pie and sat with it and told it some stories. But uh, <laughs> hundreds of people apparently have located it and uh, made the journey out and saw it. So I'm saying a lot of people have, have seen this thing uh, in person and uh, still 10 to 12 feet. Nobody had a fucking tape measure. But anyway, showed up last week, could have been there for a couple of years, four or five years maybe even. Uh, but then um, I guess it was Saturday couple days ago just disappeared so nobody knows where it went and then today news broke out of romania where probably not the same thing i mean it's similar although the one in romania has a bunch of like uh scribbly lines on it uh but similar dimensions similar appearance but uh, uh i think thursday well here's the thing too that the the one in Utah was there up until Saturday. I'm looking at a video, then it disappeared. Of it, yeah. And the one in Romania, some reports say that uh, people noticed it as early as last Thursday. So more than likely, not the same uh, actual physical structure. Uh, however, could be connected in some way, or it could be like a copycat. Uh, so that's the big mystery: is a who put it there, b why was it there. Um, yeah. Where's the dedication know. of our UFO hunters that we're going to storm Area 51, but we found about this location. Like, the, mm-hmm. the locations here, they, they, okay, uh, here are some facts that people clued in. Not magnetic. It's three pieces that are riveted together, two rivets mm-hmm. missing up top. This is what somebody reported from it. Uh, some fell on Instagram that went, David Serber. Uh why would why didn't they just go and camp out at it? Why didn't they just stay there and be like, "All right, let's see if so." How how? That's a great question. Is it that it's? I mean, the guy, this guy, gave instructions on how to get to it, and he did this on. Oh, I don't see a date on this, but um, I'll go to his Instagram page. Instagram, where we find out five days ago, so twenty fifth. Also, by the way, Instagram is a wonderful thing to realize that whatever location you're fascinated about in the world, uh, a woman has dumped her ass out at it. <laughs> what do you mean? Just any time I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what this place is like. And, like, you see a geolocation. Like, you see a picture from, oh, this is the top of uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. And then you click on the geolocation on Instagram, and the first picture is always some girl with a fat ass. Like Ooh. Mount Kilimanjaro, jar this, and it's her with her fat ass at it. Well, I'm not not an not a complaint, but it's like every place that used to be an undiscovered uh, remote location that was a mystery to most of humankind now has some Instagram trollop <laughs> dumping her cheeks out at it, just fucking throwing cake around. It's not it's not bad, but it's kind of like, well, where's the mystery left in the universe? Like there is I'm sure this monolith, I'm sure there's going to be a picture of like like a girl like dropping ass in front of it. Like that's probably not the right phrase, but Drop, dropping ass sounds like someone's I know, uh, I can't dropping keep, a deuce. I'm trying to be like, yeah, okay. That's what, what I thought a, you meant originally. Throwing throwing uh, throwing a fat ass around at it. Um, there's a, there was this, uh, artist named John McCracken. Uh, he passed away in 2011, but, uh, a lot of his work was similar stuff like this, where he, he would go to isolated, uh, areas and, and erect some 
weird monuments and statues and minimalist pieces. Uh, a lot of people think uh, this is a leftover piece of his that uh, even though he passed uh, away nine years ago, that maybe friends or family or somebody took an old piece of his and, and put it out there. So that's one one theory that's being specula- speculated upon. That's that, fun. Uh, maybe- that's, I love an artist that's like it, like the the immediate reward is not the goal. Mm-hmm. It's the, I'm going to just put it there. The long game. If you find it, you find it. If not, it'll puzzle people decades from now. I think that's, I like, I like that. What are your thoughts on uh, street art and Banksy and that kind of stuff? You like that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm, I, I think it's, <clears throat> I kind of think the idea undermined the art that he was doing. Like the mm-hmm. messages were anti-authoritarian, anti-capitalist, and I thought that was cool. But then people got more missed, you know, intrigued by how does he do it? Where does he go? Like who could it be? It's like yeah, but also the art still has has a good message. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, there's a couple of good documentaries out there. Uh, there's a newer one, just I think, just called Banksy. There's one that came out a few years ago, Exit Through the Gift Exit Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop, like yeah. They think the guy yeah. that was like the fake Banksy in that, Dr. Mysterious or whatever, was actually Banksy maybe. Like, I doubt that. That guy seems like too big of a knucklehead. To well, that's that why show. they thought like maybe he's just in his own movie trying to fuck with people. Yeah. I just, what was his name? Uh, uh, <clears throat> fuck. I don't, it, it's almost Andy Kaufman-esque. But then even the Andy Kaufman stuff, I wonder for the individual, like if it's just exhausting, where like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this prank anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a lot of effort. But uh, some of that Banksy stuff was really impressive. Uh, He did a lot of stencil work. And then later he he did more of, um, I don't know how you would describe it, but there's that one where he did, where he took like a, a... English style phone booth and like welded it to, to bend. I don't know these in, Oh, installation. That's the word I was looking <laughs> yeah. for. Uh, a lot of installation pieces and stuff like that. So, uh, I think it's rad. That was one thing when I first moved to LA, I was starting to, I think I saw one of those documentaries about the time I moved here. And back when I was in the van, I was walking everywhere, uh, just cause I didn't want to move the van around. That's another story. But, uh, I, I used to see so much street art, uh, in LA. And I even saw like some stuff that appeared on that, that, uh, enter through the gift shop, exit through the gift shop documentary, uh, space invader. I don't know if you remember that one, but little tiles that he he made to look like the space invader characters from the Atari game. I used to see those around LA and stuff like that. Uh, A lot of shepherd fairies work. The guy who did the Andre, the the giant has a posse. Yeah. And then the hope, the Barack Obama thing, but remember the, the ones there was the light up ones. People were sticking places that were the, um, uh, shit! They were the they were the two alien high pitched alien things from Aquatine. Yes, yeah, and they were posting those up in weird places before uh-huh. the street art was really known. And then somebody's like, "This is a terrorist." They thought it was oh, a terrorist. They thought it was. A ter- I remember that. They thought it was a bomb because it was still Aquatine yeah. is older. Now that I'm saying this out loud, is older than we realize it is. Oh yeah, like early two thousands. Like pre-9, I used to watch Aquatine. Pre nine eleven, probably that. Yeah, probably 
because I remember they 90s. put it up there and people were like, well, if somebody reported this as like a bomb, I'm like, no, that's from Aquatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Are, I wonder if, uh, I still think Pete Holmes has like the best bit about museums, about like, I don't know how long I'm supposed to look. <laughs> like, I just stand in front of each thing for a while until I'm like, well, ah, okay. And then I look, I'm like, yeah. that does sum up the essence of going to museums. Mm-hmm. And especially when it's like classical art, where it's like, oh, this is the Rubenesque period. And it's all like, here's a chunky naked broad. Here's another chunky yeah. naked broad. And then like, great, beautiful painting, but they really get redundant to a lay person. Yeah. So when a museum, when every room is like, what is, what? Like, it engages <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll be... Like when all the Corona thing and people be like, maybe we should start going to start appreciating this stuff more. Like just museums, art museums, like natural history museums are their own thing. You're seeing artifacts Mm -hmm. and that's what, but art museums, Mm -hmm. really the only ones that got me, unless I'm seeing a piece that I learned about that's historic. Otherwise, like here's a painting. Like I I, I get that Monet kind of squinted at stuff and then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> here's a blurry bridge that I've painted in every season. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I I yeah. like it. I appreciate it. I see how it, uh, but then if you go into another room where it's like some weird banks, something in Chicago, the museum of modern art in Chicago, where it was only photographs. This guy built this ornate wood sculpture, hmm. almost like a skateboard ramp, but it would look like, like almost like a mollusk, which I want to talk to you about because I texted you about the octopus documentary last night. Right. I couldn't find it, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it it was on some weird app. But there was this wooden sculpture that was like, it looked like a story and a half high, ornate, bent wood and everything. And the only thing that existed of it was the photographs, was him making it, making it, making it, and then destroying it. Nobody ever saw hmm. it. That was the cat. like, nobody ever saw this other than the artist. And I was like, it fucked me up. And I'm like, good job, artist. Mm-hmm. Because all you made me go like, well, why wouldn't you want people to see this? I'm like, you got what you wanted. You made me question the idea of why would you make art if nobody gets to see it? And mm-hmm. personal satisfaction. I was like, Oh man, I'm in the position that maybe they want me to be in. It's like really rethinking the idea of why would you make something if you're the only one that gets like, you know, it's almost like it's yeah. like making food. Like you're going to make food because you know it's going to taste good to you. But then yeah. you get the joy of other people knowing you accomplished that. And this yeah. guy took the element and just made a series of photographs. Or maybe he just wanted, maybe he's sitting in, like, I always thought, like, why don't museums, like, why don't artists sit in the museum if they make a something, you know, the red dot on a canvas? Like, I could have done that. It's like, yeah, but you didn't. And maybe yeah. the artist sits in the museum laughing at everybody going, this is stupid. And they're just, like, so happy that yeah, they're well, trolls, the like original that, trolls. You know about that Banksy <clears throat> picture that sold at a Sotheby's auction? Oh, and shredded? And then, yeah, shredded it Shredded, yeah. And awesome. they they, so uh, awesome. they think that Banksy was there witnessing that. Uh, there, there's of course the big mystery is who is Banksy, but uh, there's some speculation. They they found there's some it's video to- footage. Toby McGuire 
of, ten, of ten bucks on <laughs> Toby McGuire. I have no idea why I watched Toby McGuire. But they think that he was in the in the room in the uh, at the auction when that went down, uh, just to see his prank executed. Well, but, and that's uh, another we can get. That's a good boogie monster topic. Is is the art world just money laundering? Mm. That's what everybody thinks. I they, never they, thought about that. Because there's no, yeah. like, to decide the value of it. Like, well, they got, like uh, what's the, the dude that, the New York street artist dude that he passed, but what he, like he had the highest paid price for one of his pieces of art. And it's just, oh, really? it's rich people trying to get the most rich thing they can get. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to be like, look what I, look at how much, either that's the reality or it's like, yeah, I spent uh, $3 million on this. So here's dirty money going into a clean system that uh, now I have this thing of value that will sell for more, like a weird rich person. Kind of like the, uh, what is that uh, that thing that came out a few months ago? The, uh, the furniture company that was... Uh, also, a, a child uh, sex. I got my computer towers in thing. a Wayfair thing. Not a single kid Wayfair. came in this. Yeah, yeah. Way, where like you go on their website and there's a uh, a chest of drawers that's twelve thousand yeah. dollars, but you're really I mean, not buying the because chest of it's drawers. called Lucille. It's like you're gonna get a kid named Lucille in there. Like, <laughs> like not um, one person uh, accidentally just bought up an expensive piece of furniture. Like I got a hey, I got a whole kid. Like Wayfair customer service isn't like, oh, here's also the here's the script on how to deal when people accidentally get sent a live child <laughs> in with their TV in with their TV stand that they just didn't think about the price. Like I didn't, re- I got a kid. There's a kid here. Like that's they assemble it and then they go they go home. Don't worry about it. They just they're there to oh. put it together. It says here you're a member of our rewards program. So that's well, congratulations! We you. You're a yeah. father now. <laughs> that's your reward. <laughs> is the reward of watching this child grow up? Oh, uh, some people think that it's a uh, homage to 2001: Space Odyssey. Have you seen that movie? Rachel keeps telling me she's like, "Watch it. You won't like it." I'm like, "Well, don't set me up like that." So no, I have not seen it. But I think should we? Did you see it? I watched it for the first time ever, like two weeks ago. Well, you've been just you just been swimming in weed, watching every movie that's ever been made. That's every time yeah. I talk to you, you're like, I watched five <laughs> movies last night. I'm like, what are you? How are you living? Yeah, I got nothing else to do. I got no place to go. Uh, Did you watch an Officer it, and a Gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> no, I one? haven't watched that yet. Oh, that's not where you uh, got that one. That quote from. Oh no, that's the uh, that's the Chris Farley line from. Uh, he's he's uh, he, yeah. He's quoting yeah. Richard Gere, which is its own fun. <laughs> yep, uh, I watched it a couple weeks ago. It was above my head. Uh, I there's a lot I didn't get. Uh, I didn't understand a lot of it. But uh, granted, I was real high. Um, I like Stanley Kubrick, uh, but that one was just it was hard to follow. Um, it's impressive visually. Especially considering the time that it was made, I think that movie was made like sixty eight, sixty nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's impressive, and I'm sure it's a great movie. But it's for my uh, simple brain, it's one that I got to watch a second or third time to get all the uh, to get what he's trying to to point out there. But uh, at the beginning of the movie, there's I don't, there's this 
the scene where like there's just a bunch it's supposed to be like prehistoric times there's a bunch of apes and monkeys just hanging out and then this monolith oh, yeah. appears and uh i there's some relevance isn't to, the guy's name meaning. dave in it I, I believe yeah yeah dave i can't so do that, that was the, that the, the computer i, I the, can't do yeah. that dave well, yeah. what, what do you mean you can't do that <laughs> me well, just picture you a whole so, yeah. stone like what <laughs> huh Holy shit. Oh, no, no, TV Dave, not me, Dave. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Can't do what? Um, Order. <laughs> That's the same Dave. <laughs> the, the Dave from 2001 is the same from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> oh, my God. I. You know what? I will put that to the listeners. Somebody edit the two that someone edit Hal 2000 or whoever talking to the Dave that's not there from the Cheech and Chong movie. That's and funny. enjoy your views. Enjoy the hit count on the your. Enjoy the money you get from your monetized YouTube channel once this thing blows up. Because I just I, I love uh, donating ideas. That's what I love, Dave. I just love donating great ideas to the world. So You're somebody just here to help, man. Somebody mash up. Dave's not here with uh, the Hell Two Thousand. You're an idea man. Yeah, I'm not a nuts and bolts guy. But yeah, who who knows what the hell's going on with oh. this thing? If I had to, I would like to think that it's aliens uh, positioning these things as some sort of honing device or whatever. But uh, odds are, it's probably some sort of uh, art piece. But let's let's give thanks for rascal artists, uh huh, doing things just to mess with you. Yeah, I do love that. That's why I, I'm really fascinated with the whole street art culture because uh, I, I really respect uh, the danger of it. You know, they're out there you know, on top of buildings and climbing up shit. And, you know, every, every time they go out, there's a chance that they could wind up in jail. So I, I appreciate what those guys are doing. And I think the art is cool as shit. Like, yeah. at least I haven't, I haven't done it in a while. But back in the day, like I said, when I first moved to L.A., I was on foot all the time, and I would see so much shit. Because I'd park in Los Feliz in my, my nice spot, and my gym was in uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, like in Hollywood. So I would have to walk about three miles just to get to the gym to take a yeah, dump yeah. and a shower. <laughs> so <laughs> there, every day I would walk, you know, three miles there, three miles back, and I would just I would basically walk Hollywood Boulevard from Los Feliz to, to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But I would see so much cool street art. I, I, I never really noticed it before I started watching some of these documentaries and stuff but just a lot of it's pretty damn cool it's it's that slippery slope of thinking for me where it's like i love seeing like when they take a, a billboard and actually the 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 tag or the art they put on it incorporates the art from the billboard into the message mm-hmm. that they want to put out and you know like boxcar graffiti is great because it's a, like you like the whole thing about the artist is like, you want to tag it. So that's your name. So people know you're the artist. And then you put it on a mu- a movable museum. Yeah. So now instead of people having to come to find my art, I put it out in the world. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's TV for graffiti artists is like, mm-hmm. now my signal is broadcast across the country. It's when you see like, Oh, it's that weird thing. It's like, well, this is just an independent business. And all you did was come by and like tag their door just to be like, yeah. I came by here. But that's that the, I don't care for. I think that's shitty, but that is the ground floor for these other things. So it's like, well, I want to con- I condemn that, but then I like to see the uh, ascension of that individual of like, oh, I realized mm-hmm. that was dumb. Now I moved to this 
next level of hitting a wall with an actual, like now the idea of an art critic and what's art worth. Why is one color tagging shitty, but somebody who had three rattle cans and sprayed a more intricate design. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when it's on a mural that somebody already painted, Oh, well, why, why do I like this one better? Cause I didn't like the original art. And well, now we're all critics as opposed to, you know, now it's like they, that movable scale of like, well, I like that guy's tag better. So I, I, I'm okay with it being on this wall versus somebody yeah. who's a shitty artist. Like it's all the whole fucking world's an open mic. If you're a graffiti artist. Yeah. So did I tell you, my van got tagged several times when yeah. I was living in it. That's, and, uh, yeah, I feel that's ins- that, that is just that, that pissed me insulting. off. Insulting. That is insulting. Yeah. It got tagged at least three different times, and uh, each time they would tag their again just their name or you yeah. know like if you're gonna fucking paint my van, do something artistic other than just your fucking name. And uh, a couple times they would tag it, and then I would go back. It would be like you know, uh, Ducky or whatever these fucking tag names are, you know, uh, whatever their signature name was. And then I would underneath it would write is a loser arrow to, or like I would go back and try to like, Uh, "Ah, one up them junior high bathroom stall kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, like I was reading about tagging, it's, it's about, it's like, it's like putting your own sticker up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 the so and so was here idea. Like, yeah, man, this and I guy. I get that, I'm, but this is it's where like, I well, this guy's live, everywhere. This guy climbed on that building. This guy climbed in that sewer to know that one individual's everywhere all the time. I think it's less what's being tagged and who. It, it's just the idea, like, man, this motherfucker is everywhere. So yeah. it, that's the idea. I just. I do think there's a level of respect of what you're what you're tagging. If it's a billboard, I don't give a shit. Like like especially if it's like a corporate billboard. You got another knock on your door? Yeah, let me grab that. Hold on. Let, this is exciting. This is just like like Pee-wee's Playhouse except if Pee-wee was uh also willing to punch somebody in the face. All right, we lost Dave. That's all right. It's a long episode. We got a lot of meat here. Hey, what's up? It's Kyle. Right now, it's time for me to tune in and tell you how things are going. It's going pretty good. I decided to drink scotch. Man, hey, here's Kyle saying, if you want to get drunk, but not with calories and not getting full, try scotch. It uh, will dismantle your well-being. Too sweet. damn it. We'll see if Dave realizes that he lost me and needs to call back. Because I know his audio and video are still playing independently. So right now, if you click over to Dave's, he'll see a blank screen. But also, his audio is still recording, so you can hear. What if he doesn't come back? Oh, there he is. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hung up on you. No, I had a I had a whole fun thing going. Oh, what what'd you do? Nah, I was just talking to the folks. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> well, what if what if Ugh. we just what if we just hear some shit going down and I'll it's just me addressing. Yeah. 
Let's have some riffraff. I hear the missus out there. Oh, no, I just, uh, some packages came in. So. Guys getting a bunch of goodies, Christmas presents? Oh, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she loses her mind every Christmas with the, with the <clears throat> gift giving. She's the most generous and thoughtful person I've ever met. So much so that it makes me look like a real shithead. Like, she'll get me. I told you for my birthday, she got me 43 different presents because I was 43 years old. That's 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 who we're dealing with with her. But, yeah, so it's already begun, the that Christmas is. shopping. So, hey, hey, oh, what a horrible thing to be with a generous, caring individual. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, shit, man, we, we, we are well over time. I wanted to get into this, ocu- uh, well, the octopus thing that I sent you yesterday. I thought it was the one that was uh-huh. on Netflix. It wasn't. It's one okay. it's on. Rachel got something called, an app called Canopy. Okay. Which apparently it's the, it's all the, um, it's a lot of public, like a uh, public access, not public, app, but like what the, it's a library app. Okay. It's a videos library. So it's a lot of uh, public, public television access. So this was a documentary of some dude in Alaska what, who studied octopus, octopi, uh-huh. octopodi. Octopuses. Uh, well, it, it, the one of the early Kumail Nanjiani bits was uh, mm-hmm. how octopodi is the plural of octopus. In, in, in Kumail's burgeoning years of... Are you hearing something <laughs> about Meals on Wheels? Oh, no, I thought you heard the toilet flush behind me. No, I'm getting mad about Meals on Wheels. No, I don't hear anything about Meals on Wheels. Are you not watching TV? No, no, there's no TV on here. What the hell's the matter with you? I'm getting a lot. I'm getting, well, only I can hear it, so nobody else can. But I'm just getting a radio station in my AirPods. Sure. Why not? Maybe I said NPR. Maybe NPR is part of the whole racket of, like, they're talking about NPR. Plug in. Plug in. Make sure we fill them with useless information about octopuses. I just wanted to throw a story about my buddy Kumail. In the early days when Kumail was just a stand-up and not a fucking Avenger, what he is now. Whatever goddamn, <laughs> whatever whatever eight-pack Nanjiani's up to. Speaking but of he, which, real quick, I'll interrupt you real quick, but uh, re-watching uh, Silicon Valley, that show is excellent. Such right. a good show. And Kumail does great in that. Several, TJ, several Chicago folks coming in there. Yeah, that's a good damn show. If, if somebody hasn't seen it, uh, Mike Judge. It Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. What is that? That sound? Zach. Somebody's oh, not rattling Charlie. things. That's that's Charlie. He's fine. Is Charlie listening to NPR right now? No, Char- Charlie doesn't listen to NPR anymore. Uh, he he too, said he got too, too many of those commie ideas in his little brain. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's go it. ahead, Kumail. I was just, he just had a fun joke about how the plural of octopus is octopoda. He's like, why would I need to know that? He's like, when am I in some, I'm going to be in an orgy. orgy. I'm like, oh, there's too many uteropodi. Because how, how do you pluralize uterus? Oh, oh. I That's see. why okay. Kumail, when Kumail started doing comedy, it was like, oh, fuck. We all thought we were funny, but now he's here. And that was the best thing for a comedy scene was when somebody came in, you're like, oh, shit, we need to work harder. Hold on just a second. Hey, boo, Mm -hmm. your shirt's on backwards. 
Yeah, she's taking Charlie out for a maybe walk. That's why I'm here at NP- maybe that's why I'm here in NPR. Yeah, okay. Hey, fi- hey, yeah, hey, fi- hey, fix your, hey, fix your shirt, because otherwise the antenna in my ear pods. <laughs> I am oh, literally yeah. just hearing something. Which really? Means, now this is weird because that means what if yours are? What if you're having a top secret conversation? Mm-hmm. All I did, wait, you wait. you went away. It disconnected. I reconnected through my computer. Uh huh. Do, do I have something playing on my computer? Oh, I do. Never mind. All right. Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> I had a case. Of... <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> I did it. I you also ca- paused the screen that. there. Did I? I can't right, see you hold anymore. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the matter with you? It's all going to shit. Uh huh. What did I pause? There you are. There you I are. Had okay. ca- I, it started playing <laughs> autonomously, but I'd been watching this uh, Lost LA series on KSET, which is the Lo- uh, Los Angeles public television. Uh huh. And it was about Muscle Beach. On Muscle Beach. Oh, and Venice? They were doing some, yeah, they were doing some interesting things. Anyway, I think I will figure out how you should watch this idea that octopus as, or octopodi, as our friend Uh Kamel, learned me back in the day. Okay. That they might be the true aliens that live on Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. We we spent an episode discussing that. But I I think they might be. They, well, this they, will reinforce their DNA it. is unlike any any other creature's DNA on Earth, right? They have no skeleton. They're it like their digestive tract. Go, they, this okay. This is what I learned the most. Instead of having one brain to uh, process senses, they have a brain for like or basically like a computing center for each tentacle. So instead of like how your arm touches something and you touch it with your hand and then that feeling uh, and temperature gets sent back to your brain to figure it out, it will think on its own for what to do. So each thing is like, oh, this is cold. Your left hand is like, this is cold and round. And your right hand could have a separate sense of thought about it and come up with what to do. Well, your other six tentacles are processing either another object or that same object, but with a different thought process of temperature or, or, or texture. And their camouflaging abilities, they had something that's called like a, it's called cloud passing. But basically their entire body can camouflage in a way, instant, like all the cells on the surface can t- change color and texture and the cloud passing, it looks like when you um, show a film on like a on a piece of sh- like a, a white sheet uh-huh. far away. Like you don't know what the film is, but you see just the motions moving past on the. They can do that with their surface area, with their Damn. skin, more or less. It was it was the perfect mix of fascinating and like heartwarming that this guy just brought an octopus into his home, like put a saltwater tank in his living room to live with it and see how it recognized him, how it recognized his daughter, how when they would sit on the couch to watch TV, it would move to a certain side of the tank to observe them. It's got eyes. This one was the most amazing. 
that the nearest common relative of us and an octopus is like some sort of like barely there type of prehistoric worm. Wow. So that means that like we have two eyeballs the same way. Like look at how many creatures of our same, I don't genus, species, whatever. Mm-hmm. Back even fish. Yeah. Cats. And they have two eyeballs. Two nostrils, but, two ears. Yeah. But one mouth. Octopus developed independently from an organism to still also have two eyeballs. Doesn't have anything else similar, but still has eyes that can look and will watch and like the guy's like looking above the coral at the octopus and it'll raise up to look at it and follow him around the room. So that means that this organism, this kind of flatworm that had no sensory capability, developed two eyes the same way whatever the fish that climbed out of water did that turned into monkeys and giraffes and lizards and people. This thing that became an octopus that has eight arms and tastes through its tentacles Still has eyes like a human being in in a sense. Huh. Yeah, fascinating. It's on a can. It's a Canopy app. The app is called Canopy. Canopy. It's okay. tied in with your library card or library system. Somehow Rachel set it up, so I don't have the details there. But yeah, I looked for it. I thought you said it was on PBS, so I have the PBS. App, I fucked I up. It's a PBS. It it's like a it's like a Canadian PBS show that's uh, on this Canopy app. So. Okay, I will check that out. I love octopuses. So no, Dave, don't undermine cool. the gesture. Uh huh. Octopodi. Octopodi sounds oct- like a city oct- in Canada. It's, it's octa they them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dickhead. They depodi. Uh, yeah. Anything else? What them else going pusses. on? Them to pusses. Them to pusses. Well, we talked out our ass for a while. This is what happens when we skip a week. You get twice the bullshit. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good times, buddy. You've been shooting your gun. You feel good? You still having fun with that? Oh, yeah, man. I got it right behind me, dude. You preparing? Ready for the... You know what's weirder than run. just sitting out, sitting out the dirt pit shooting them all? I had, like, one loose 9 millimeter mm-hmm. round. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I loaded that up, and that's way scarier of a feeling mentally to be like, oh, I'm just going to put one bullet in this gun. Yeah. Anyway, seasonal affective disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Way too dark of a thing to say. I shot guns. Uh, I shot guns into the dirt with old Brooks wheeling yesterday. It was fun. He seemed like he was doing well coming back from a whole cold weather camping trip. Yeah. Go f- shit. I'll tell everybody. I'll plug Brooks Wheeler. Just go follow his Instagram. That dude, I always thought people would jerks off, jerk off. It's like, oh, I travel. I took this picture. He goes to cool places and knows how to f- photograph them well. Mm-hmm. And he's a good guy. Go follow his Instagram and look at the cool. He just goes, he, he has no qualms about like, I put my shit in the car. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to find a place to sleep. Yeah. Me, I'm like, oh, well, is the campsite open? He's just, I'm doing it. He doesn't care. So, <laughs> Right on. Yeah, I like Brooks. Uh, Brooks and I did uh, Montreal together years ago. And uh, 
he when he was goofing off and he he was drunk and we were all me and him a couple other dudes were just kind of roughhousing just not not anything serious but just kind of goofing off playing and he he literally bumped in like like barely nudged Judah Friedlander and then Judah spent the next 10 minutes uh declaring how he was going to sue Brooks because you bumped into me was it funny and uh no, and I was uh, forever turned off against that fucking turd uh, because he was he was seriously like being litigious. Oh, really? And we were like, shut the fuck up. You don't and think it was, was like an Andy Kaufman, no. like I'm doing a bit and I'm hope somebody no. gets it, but if not, I'm nope. still going to continue? Nope, no bit. And uh, this was ironically right before Brooks got hired by SNL, and Brooks was like, sue me for what? I I'm a comedian. I don't have anything. But it, like Judah was being serious. Like you need really? you, you could have broke my ankle. You got to be careful, man. I might I'm like if I if I would have broke my ankle, I would have I would have lost so many acting jobs and and comedy and we were like shut the fuck up, Mr. <laughs> like that's your whole thing is like I'm a crazy smart ass comedian, but like now you're choosing <laughs> this time to be litigious against Brooks. No, Show he was not joking. It Show business is like like some parties can be like all right we got a pufferfish, a jaguar, a croissant, and a snowflake a literal actual frozen snowflake. Let's see what how they hang out together and it's never yeah. good like that's but Brooks in quarantine did the best thing in quarantine mm-hmm. I think of all the shit that's happened this year. Brooks Whelan got drunk, took a bet from Nick Turner that he couldn't run a marathon. The next day, not no training, not a train, nothing. Just drunk Brooks Whelan said, yeah, I'll do it. 500 bucks. And the next day after being drunk on wine and whatever the fuck else, ran a fucking marathon the next That's day. That's crazy. That's crazy. On a hangover. Yeah. Ran a marathon that he made up by himself in LA. And that, if there's any story, fuck any Trump shit. We've already made all the jokes about this or that or anything. Any like, oh, we, we gave a TV deal to the lady who lip synced Trump. Trump. Yeah. I uh, what, Maybe it's, hopefully, you know what? I hope. She takes it and then runs with it and it proves us all wrong for mm-hmm. being bitter old showbiz people. But Brooks Whelan saying, I'll run a marathon tomorrow. And yeah. then fucking doing it. Yeah. Forget everything else that happened in 2020. Let's focus on the triumph of the human spirit that was Brooks Whelan yeah. drunk agreeing to a marathon and the next day ag- committing to it and accomplishing the task. Yeah, that was impressive. That was so. fantastic. If I if I made that same declaration and had a year to train for it, I probably couldn't do it. But uh, he did it in 24 hours. So good for him. I, I, I couldn't guarantee you I would do the stuff that I have to do tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'll bet you right now I'll get the trash down to the curb. I fucked it up two weeks ago, man. I, don't, I, I can't guarantee. I'm like, oh, 6 a.m., I'll wake up early and do it. I didn't. Yeah. I blew and I tech And I... Had to email the trash place. I'm like, you guys didn't get our recycling. I had it out there by like six o'clock. Like, well, there's cameras on our trucks, 
And they picked it up at 6.04. There's no recycling bin out there. Ooh. It was like 6.30 I had it out. Yeah, gotcha. But they straight up called me on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what happened to you guys? I fucking had my trash out. They're like, we have video that says you didn't. I'm like, motherfucker. I did not know that they were that advanced. Click. I didn't know they were that advanced in the birthday. They had cameras on the recycling truck. Oh, God. All right. Let's, let's, All let, right, let's dude. Hang some brain, buddy. Let's hang, let's hang yeah. a little brain, bro. <laughs> now, nothing right. funnier than leading into the mic is a point. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Can I just address the fact? <laughs> what? Uh, anything to plug? What do you got going on? Nothing, man. No. Dismissing this. D- dismissing this notice on my other computer for a family Zoom meeting. That's what oh, I had going oh, on. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's time for that. Family Zoom in ten going. minutes. If anybody wants to join, that's my hot news. Get out of here, man. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week, man. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, glad you had a good Thanksgiving. This is a good old. This is a good old catch up, Dave. It's fun too. Uh, I could see you for the first time in months. I'm able to see you. That I I've so. saying before we started. I'm like, well, one of us has to have hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I got rid of mine. Otherwise, so it just I looks shave like, it about once a week. This looks like the like the most misguided militia meeting ever. <laughs> well, and, well, what I'm at the main focus is how the Zionist government is taking over the bank. You ever see that thing over in Utah? It's like a monolith. I like to put Ritz cracker crumbs on my mashed potatoes, give them an extra crisp. Like, we're, there's no way we're going to take over the Jews if this is how we keep starting meetings. No, probably not. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk I, to you so, next week. Somebody's going to take that sound bit, and then we're canceled. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it was a good run. Right, I enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk to you next week, buddy. The Boogie Monster.
Star Fans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.